Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our Bible study series examines a specific part of God's Word of Truth. We pray that through this study your faith will be built up and you will grow in your knowledge and understanding of God's Word through what you hear. Welcome back to Burden and Blessing. We are continuing our series on the study of the apostles of Jesus. Those who were called by Jesus and followers of him. We're taking a look at some of the lessons that we can learn from these individuals that were called by Jesus. This one is going to be a little bit different than usual. We are on May 1st and on May 1st, the church recognizes two apostles. One of those is the apostle James. Now, Joining me once again is going to be Pastor Mark Tiefel. Mark, of all of the apostles that we have, we have seen a variety. There are some apostles that have a great deal of information about them in the Gospels and in the New Testament. There are other apostles that we know very little about. We've had some of both of those along our journey. But this might be the most challenging of all of them for the very reason that it, this apostle has a very common name. And there's some confusion as to who this apostle is when we start taking a look at those names. We're looking at the apostle known as James, the son of Alphaeus. Give us just a little bit of an overview of why this is a little bit more challenging in the sense of of the fact that we have a number of Jameses in the New Testament. Can you just kind of give us an overview? Yeah, well, it's good good to be here again with you discussing this and picking up our our study of the 12 apostles. And as you mentioned, maybe this, the simplest explanation of why this can be confusing is because we have two different Jameses in just the 12 apostles. And then throughout the New Testament, we have several different Jameses mentioned that are difficult to track and they're given different titles and um, we're told different characteristics about their life. And so basically we, when you get into the content and you study it, you have to try to figure out are some of these Jameses that are mentioned the same person or are they all different people? And that's where some of the questions arise. And that's, you know, kind of what we'll try to break down today. Well, let's, let's do this to begin with then. Let's start with, first of all, how many Jameses are there different Jameses that are referred to in the Gospels. Let's start there and maybe get a brief overview of each one of those Jameses. Yeah, so if we just if we just list out all the all the Jameses that that we encounter, we come across five individuals. Um, we'll try to start from the the clearest to the perhaps the more confusing. First of all, you've got James the son of Zebedee. The, one of the we've already had a podcast on him one of the brother of John one of the foremost apostles one of the inner circle of Jesus um, talked about a lot throughout the gospels so that's very clear uh, the second one that is quite clear is you've got James the father of Judas uh, not Judas Iscariot but the other Judas who was part of the 12 who's also named Thaddeus Um, He's mentioned once in the Gospels as the father of Thaddeus, and so that's pretty clear to separate him from the rest of the group. Once you get past those two, you you start to get into the area where people like to combine the the different Jameses. The third one that you have is James, the brother of Jesus. So in the Gospel accounts, we know that Jesus had siblings. It talks about that 
early on in his ministry, many of his siblings rejected him. Um, but there's this one of his brothers named James who comes to faith at a later point and becomes pretty prominent in the church and is actually probably talked about more in the book of Acts and later on than in the gospel accounts. And the leading theory also is that this James, the brother of Jesus, was the one who wrote the epistle of James. Obviously, as, as we're looking at who these different Jameses are, you have to try to figure out, well, who wrote the book as well? Um, so you've got James, the brother of Jesus. Number four, you've got the person that we're kind of talking about today, James, the son of Alphaeus, who's listed in the gospel accounts as one of the 12. The problem that we have with this James is he's only talked about in the lists of the apostles. We have no other information in the gospel accounts about who he was or what he did in his life. He's just listed in the 12. So we know that he was separate from James, the son of Zebedee. And then the last one, number five, You've got this individual who is called James the Less. Um, some some translators call him James the Younger. Uh, the, the Less could mean a title of either small in stature uh, or small in age or importance. Uh, so we don't exactly know why he was given that title, whether it was that he was younger or maybe he was a short guy or whether he was inexperienced or something like that, but he's called James the Less, and he only comes in in one Bible passage in all of the gospel accounts. So th th that's the breakdown of the five Jameses that we have in the New Testament. Like I said, not, one and two are pretty e easy to separate from the rest of the group. When you get into James, the brother of Jesus, James, the son of Alphaeus, and James the Less, that's where you start to to have some difficulty in trying to understand who might be the same James, or maybe they're all different. If we understand that these Jameses are five distinct individuals, so you've got James, the brother of John, the son of Zebedee. You have James, the father of Judas or Thaddeus, who is one of the apostles. James, the brother of Jesus, who becomes a leader in the church after the resurrection of Jesus. James, the son of Alphaeus, who would be this James that we're talking about in this podcast. And then a fifth one, James, the less, who's only referred to in the resurrection accounts of the four gospels. That's the only time that he's mentioned in that way. If we understand that there are five distinct Jameses, then the one that we're actually discussing here, the only time that he's mentioned as you mentioned, it is in the listing of the apostles from the three gospels in the book of Acts. Is that correct? That's, that is correct. Yeah. So there are some theories, as you pointed out, that do different things. They combine maybe James, the brother of Jesus with James, the less or James, the son of Alphaeus with James, the less. So there are a few theories that would shorten that list to maybe from a five James theory to a four James theory to maybe even a three James theory. And if you do that, then what you would do is you would give maybe more historical information to this particular James is what happens. Then is that correct? Absolutely. If we, if we know that James, the son of Alphaeus, is the brother of Jesus, then we've got a ton of information about him in the, in the book of Acts, and we've got a whole epistle that he wrote. So there's a lot of things we could say, but the question is whether that connection can be made. Um, and I think it's, there are some who want to make that connection, 
there are some that group these three Jameses as the same person, but that seems very unlikely given when you dig into the scriptures and look at all the references and kind of parse out how it all fits together, it seems unlikely that that could be the case. Well, let's talk about that theory to begin with. So you mentioned that one of the theories would be saying that James, the brother of Jesus, is the same as James, the son of Eltheus. On the surface, I see a problem with that. We know that Jesus's father was Joseph, and we're told that James's father is Eltheus. So how is it possible? How do people say that these two could be the same individual then? Well, I think that one of the one of the the main theories about making that work would be that Mary married somebody else later on after Joseph died, and he was this the son of Alphaeus in that sense. Um, so I think that's one way. But again, we don't have any evidence in the Bible that I think there are theories that Joseph died early, uh, but there's nothing in the Bible that indicates that as a fact. Um, and then there's also questions about when the word brother is used, is it talking about a cousin? Uh, there are certain theories about that, that Mary and Joseph didn't actually have other children, but that they that the individuals listed were cousins of Jesus, that the Greek word can be used to indicate cousin. My take on that is that when you translate from the Greek, you take the most readily apparent translation unless the context warrants otherwise. And, and the word for adelphos, uh, is the Greek word that most readily means brother uh, in, a, in the sense of a sibling rather than a cousin, um, even though it can take on that broader meaning in certain certain contexts. So I think that, again, there are ways to try to fit it together, but I think that you're really, you're really forcing the text in a certain direction that we, we just don't know. And we talked about what the consequences of that, of forcing that issue could be. You're, you're, you're saying that you, if you take that theory, you're saying that all of this information we have about James in the New Testament is absolutely the, the, the same person, this apostle, this brother of Jesus, this person who's mentioned as the less. Um, that's, that's quite a stretch to make in my mind. And then it leads us to conclude things that we probably are taking liberties with the word of God to, to do so. Okay, let's, let's take a look at James, the brother of Jesus. Let's say that there are five different Jameses. And so let's just highlight, what do we know about this man who's named James, if he is a distinct individual from all the others, what do we know about James, the brother of Jesus, from the rest of the New Testament? Because all of these remaining three, we probably know the most about this individual as opposed to the other two. Yeah, so that that's the thing is, the, the I think the leading theory is that the James, the brother of Jesus, is the one that we have the most information about. I'm going to say post gospels, meaning in the book of Acts onward. And he comes up a number of times in the book of Acts, working with Peter and Paul and other early church leaders on different issues. Everything we're told about, about James in the book of Acts is that he was stationed in Jerusalem as the leader in Jerusalem, the leader of the church there. Um, so he comes up and one of the most prominent sections is Acts 15, which we call the, the section about the Jerusalem Council, where they, they held a church council to decide how to handle the a lot of the stress and the infighting among Jewish and Gentile Christians at that time. 
and and who would go and minister to the Jewish Christians and who would go and minister to the Gentiles and that type of thing. And James was very prominent in leading the discussion and and leading that council in Jerusalem. Um, and then the other major area that he would enter the scene is in the book of James and it's believed that that he is the one who wrote the epistle of James, which when you, you know, anytime an individual writes a book, you can gather information about that individual from what they write as well. And then he's, he's mentioned in the book of Galatians as well as somebody that the apostle Paul, again, would have, would have had um, interaction with. And so he's quite a prominent figure in the early church, especially being the leader in the city of Jerusalem. I mean, you can well imagine how important the church in Jerusalem was at that time and to be the leader of that church certainly indicated a a high standing in the Christian community at that time and just for those who might think that this individual that you've just described would make sense to be the very first James that you referenced James the brother of John it would make sense he was such a prominent figure among Jesus's disciples he was one of the three that were privileged to see some very unique situations in the in the life and the ministry of Jesus we know that it cannot be that James because in Acts chapter 12 we're told that Herod killed that James he was martyred so we know that the James that you have just discussed here that follows that event cannot be the the more familiar James. It has to be a different one. And he's considered to be James, the brother of Jesus, who then came to faith after his resurrection. And and everything we're told about the James who was the leader in Jerusalem happens after James, the son of Zebedee is martyred. So that, yeah, you're right. It, it does, it does fit very well with our understanding that the, the first reference you have outside of the list of the apostles in the book of Acts to James is the martyrdom of James, the son of Zebedee. And then you move forward with this other individual named James, who was the leader in Jerusalem. Okay, so now let's go to the other theory, which would be the four James theory. If we know that there's James, the brother of John, the son of Zebedee, we have James, the brother of Jesus, who was the leader in the church in Jerusalem after the resurrection. We have James, the father of Thaddeus or Judas. Why couldn't we combine James, the son of Alphaeus, and James, the less? What are some of the arguments for and against combining those two Jameses? One of the main arguments is the title, the less. And some people believe that that title indicates that he was of a lower status than James, the son of Zebedee. So it would kind of make sense, I guess, if you've got James, the son of Zebedee, who's one of the 12, and he's part of this inner circle of Jesus, and we're told so much about his life, that the next James might be referred to as the less, meaning that he just was less prominent in that sense. And so uh, I think a lot of people see a nice connection there um, among them. Obviously, then, combining the two individuals would help us understand why there would be this other James mentioned in the gospel accounts. Um, it kind of fits you know, kind of tidies things up a bit better if they're the same person. Um, the problem is it doesn't really add much for our understanding to combine the two because we're not really told much about either of them. So it might be it might be kind of interesting that we combine the two, but we don't really gain anything of of importance or knowledge by doing so. There's another interesting factor to me too, Mark, when you think about those two Jameses. 
James, the son of Alphaeus, is referred to as James, the son of Alphaeus in the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and in Acts, in the listing of the apostles he's referred to in that way. James, the less, is referred to as James, the less in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it would seem strange to me that Matthew, who refers to both James, the son of Alphaeus, and James, the less, would refer, if they were the same person, why wouldn't he refer to them in the same way as opposed to describing them in two different ways? And it's not just Matthew. Matthew describes this person in two different ways, Mark, Luke, and then John also. So that seems to be a pretty good argument just on the surface of seeing these as two different Jameses, just from the fact that each one of the gospel writers refer to both of the Jameses, but using different terms to describe them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's the big <clears throat> the big chink in the armor there of that theory that they're the same individual is, and I think I think that the title, the less, only comes in the Gospel of Mark. Now, now we, we can make connections to the other Gospels because we're told in the Gospel of Mark that Mary, the mother of James the less, was at the cross. And so we can make connections to, well, who was this Mary? In the other gospel accounts, she's referred to as Mary, the wife of Clopas. So that's where you start to get into trouble there of, well, is he the son of Clopas or is he the son of Alphaeus? And, and we, we, you know, we could have probably a separate podcast on just that, that theory alone because there's questions about, well, is that referring to Mary, the wife of Clopas, or is it a different connection to Clopas and that type of thing? But the most readily... Uh, apparent understanding is that it you have this this individual at the cross whose whose name is Mary her husband is Clopas and her son is James the less how can that fit with the apostle who is known as James the son of Alphaeus uh, and 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 the the real kicker there like you mentioned is especially in the gospel of Mark where, where both of those titles are recorded, why would Mark refer to him in the list of the apostles as the son of Alphaeus, but then at the end in the resurrection account, refer to him as the son or, or, or refer to him as the less? That just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And you don't see that kind of thing happening in the Gospels or, or really any, any direct biblical context where the same individual is going to be referred to in, a, in such a different way. Uh, within such a small context, so that that I think is the real, the real thorn in the side of that type of theory of trying to connect those two guys. Well, let's this again. This one's different than some of the other ones that we've had because we have so little information about James. But let's let we usually when we go through these studies, we talk a little bit about what what the benefit is for us thinking about remembering these individuals that the Lord called. What do you think is one of the main lessons that we can learn as as 21st century Christians today from James, the son of Alphaeus? What do you think is there for us? Well, I think we've had this, this lesson with other apostles too. And to me, it comes down to, you don't have to have your, your records preserved in history in order to validate the importance of what you did as a person. Obviously, there was a reason this James was selected to be one of the 12, and he went about his life serving Christ. 
and there's traditions about where he went which again indicate that he wasn't the brother of jesus because the traditions indicate that he did not reside in jerusalem but he went out as a missionary so i think it's a, just a good reminder of we we've had this similar lesson with other apostles of lesser lesser renown and that is that um think about all the things this james would have done in his life um, but they just aren't recorded for us in the bible and they didn't need to be the, the holy spirit didn't need to give us as detailed of a record of james the son of alphaeus as he did with james the son of zebedee or james the brother of jesus and that's okay um, it doesn't diminish the work that he went on to do the importance that he had in the church and for us as christians it's a good reminder that the importance of what we do in our churches today or in service of christ today in our faith lives it's not about the attention that we gain. It's not about the popularity that comes with it. It's not about the status or, or how people remember our, our acts or our name. It's about serving the Lord Christ. And sometimes that's going to be done in, you know, small circumstances and you're going to be anonymous and, and the stories are not going to continue to be told. Um, and yet if, if countless numbers of Christians did not serve in those ways, the church, the church would be at a loss. Um, though, though that's how the church continues to flourish and to continue to grow. Uh, people doing things behind the scenes. So I think, to me, that's the lasting lesson of James, the son of Alphaeus. Uh, that's excellent. Thank you, Mark. For those who have not yet had the opportunity, you can also listen to our podcast on Saint Philip. Uh, Philip is also remembered on this day, May 1st. So these two apostles, James and Philip, we pray that these studies have been an encouragement to you, maybe enlightening and seeing some of the history. And as we have done with each one, also learning how they encourage us in our Christian life and Christian walk here today. We hope that you'll join us for the remainder of these studies of the apostles of Jesus. Thanks for being with us. We hope that you will join us again next week for another episode of Burden and Blessing Podcast as we continue to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Until next time, take confidence in your Savior's promise that he will always be with you, even to the end of the world.